All right, let's pray together. Father, in Jesus' name, we just are here to honor you and to acknowledge you that you are our God. We are here to declare that you are awesome. We're here to shout it from the rooftops, Lord. We're here to just proclaim the name of Jesus to this city, to this nation. Our hearts are turned towards you, Lord. Without you, Lord, we mess it all up. But Lord, with you, I just, with you, all things are possible. There's nothing that stands in our way that we can't have victory in with you. We just honor you tonight. We just honor you with our offering. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Anybody here for the very first time? This is your first time to church on the hill? We all family tonight. Laura, you're not new. Hi there. I don't know if you've gotten one yet, but right in the pew right in front of you, there's one of these little cards. She's taken care of. All right, great. Thank you, Greg. Well, if you've already filled that out, he's probably told you what to do, but fill it out and drop it in that basket right there beside you. I hope everybody's got a prayer list. I want to encourage you. Please be praying for the people in our church that have uh, asked for prayer. I got one to add, which is Annette, A-N-N-E-T-T-E, West. And she is having surgery right now as we speak. Heart surgery, waiting on a new heart, infection in artificial pump. Lord, we just lift her up right now in Jesus' name. I ask you to touch her. Let those doctors just perform a miracle tonight, Lord. We just pray for a heart. Lord, we just pray for... Your heart. We just pray for your heart to be in her, Lord. Lord, I don't know Annette, but you know Annette. You created Annette, and she lays there on the table right there in your hands. We just we just ask you to touch her right now in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. I have kind of been jumping around on you guys on the one-year Bible. Um, if you've been coming on Sundays, we've been doing the Sermon on the Mount for a while. Um, but I can just feel the Lord working in us. And this week I was reading, I was at, we were at, actually, we had taken the day off Monday because of uh, VBS. And we had a great week of VBS, but I know, I'm sure, just like you, we were wore out. Especially my preschoolers. I got a few preschoolers here. Those poor preschoolers, man, they are super, super women in that room. Preschool teachers, the preschoolers were, I'm not going to say, they were... They were awesome, too. But for some reason, our preschool teachers showed up every night. I kept thinking, they're not going to be here tomorrow night. What are we going to do? They're going to stick me back there. And sure enough, here they come, ready for more. But we took the day off, and um, I was actually kind of kicking back and looking at my Bible, thinking about Wednesday night and thinking about the one-year Bible. And I opened it up, and I read it, and it really took me down a different direction than I was planning on going. It's down a direction that, that we as a church believe, as a, as a Spirit-filled Baptist church. That's what we are. We are a Spirit-filled Baptist church. Now, take that and chew on that later tonight. You'll, you know, you'll, you know, you'll probably have some different, different thoughts, but a Spirit-filled Baptist church. And um, as I was reading, uh, I'm going I'm to read to you tonight. Um, I'm going to actually have to have you do it, Blake. Uh, what I read. But the, but the funny thing is, I got, I got back in my office Tuesday to start putting some notes together and some thoughts together on what I read, and I couldn't find it. 
and I read a one-year Bible. I am the most, uh, I am very over-the-top, um, not organized. I don't want to really toot my own horn, but I'm over-the-top. <laughs> Drummers. Uh, drummers, anyway. Get, get, drummers get you off beat. Um, but, uh, but anyway, I, I'm a one year through and through. So when I went back, I'm like, something's wrong. What I'm reading is not right. Uh, June 19th, this is not what I read. I'm like, Lord, what are you doing to me? You really took me down a different direction. I didn't prepare. I, went, I, I was going in this direction. God, what are you doing to me? And he didn't, he didn't say anything to me. So I went to the day before thinking, well, maybe I looked at June 18th. It wasn't June 18th. I'm like, okay, you're messing with me, God. What are you doing? So I went all the way back a week to June the 12th, and it was June the 12th. So we're going to read some from June the 12th, and I'm going to show you what happened to me uh, there, there uh, as I was kind of kicking back. Um, we put up 1 Kings 9. 1 Kings 9. When Solomon had finished the temple of the Lord, the royal palace, and had achieved all he had desired to do, the Lord appeared to him a second time as he had appeared to him at Gibeon. Now, if you will, if you've got your Bibles turned there, 1 Kings chapter 9, verse 3. This is NIV, and this is out of the one year from a week ago tonight. The Lord said to him, I have heard the prayer and plea you've made before me. Now, we've been learning in the, in the Sermon on the Mount that God sees, that God hears. And do you remember why he sees? Why does he see? It's, in the, it's right in that scripture. God sees and he rewards. I believe that he sees so he can reward those two go right together over and over and over through the Sermon on the Mount. He sees and he rewards. Now look, this is in the Old Testament. They have prayed. God says, I have heard. I have consecrated this temple which you have built, putting my name there, for, there forever and my eyes and heart. Leave on that scripture. My eye, Go back. Leave uh, and my heart will always be there. Where's, where's Karen? Karen, wave at me. Are you in here? Karen. I can feel the Lord speaking to me right now this scripture. I've consecrated this temple which you have built, putting my name there forever. When you're playing that back there, and I'm back there kind of featuring you, and it makes you uncomfortable, I want you to know that the Lord is doing that in you so that it can be put out here. It's not you. He has taken what man has built and is blessing it. So, you've got the right heart, but you've got to go ahead and do it. What God's done in you, you got to do it. So I'm sorry to put you on the spot. I don't think I've ever done that in the eight years I've been pastor and the four years before that as worship leader. But I want you to know it's not yours. It's not yours. He's doing that through you. If it's God, then let God have it. Let it out. You're, you're, you are doing awesome. And I could hear it. I could feel the anointing on it. And I turned around and I said, hey, Joe, she's the featured instrument. She's the lead instrument. I don't want to be the lead instrument. God says, I have consecrated this instrument, which you are doing. I've put my name there forever, and my eyes and my heart will always be there. I believe that is a thus saith the Lord for you, and probably a few other people in here that have a gift that are kind of a little bit scared. Little Elwick is skilled. No, it is time it is time to let the gift of God in you shine. 
Okay, that was, that was all uh, the Lord. Let's keep going. Um, my eyes and heart will always be there. This is a promise. Now, now here it says, as for you, if you will walk before me. Now, this is Old Testament, right? This is 1 Kings, but I want to throw it at you. Does God change? No. So we have a part to play in the Sermon on the Mount. We have a part to play in our giving. With the same measure that we use, it will be measured back to us. We have a part to play, right? Now, we can't earn our salvation. There's nothing good that we could ever do to get that. That is a gift. But the blessings of God, the things of God, if we will walk in those, what does it mean to walk in those? It means if you will come under the kingdom of God and under my authority, then all of my blessings within that kingdom are going to come over you. That's what he's saying. If you'll just get under my authority, you'll be under my cover and I can bless you. You get out from my cover, I can't bless you. You're not in my kingdom. Can you follow that? If you will walk before me faithfully with integrity of heart and uprightness, as David your father did. Now, all of a sudden we're thinking, uh-oh, I can't do that. I can't stay, I can't be an, a person of integrity 100% of the time. I can't walk uprightness 100% of the time. Well, as David did. Okay. That doesn't mean, okay, I can go do what David did and still get, get away with it. No, that's not what that means. That means your heart's wrong if you think you can. That's greasy grace. I'm going to go ahead and sin over here because I know God will forgive me. No, your heart's wrong. I would even question whether or not you're saved. Chew on that one. Go to Scripture. I'm telling you, if your heart's right, you're going to want to do right. Paul says, I want to do right. I just can't. As David did, I want to do right. I'm trying with everything in me and do all that I command and observe my decrees and laws. I will establish your royal throne over Israel forever as I promised David your father when I said you shall never fail to have a successor on the throne of Israel. I believe that is our promise. That is my promise that is your promise. I, I, I don't have to be perfect. I just have, my heart's got to be right. My heart's got to be right. But if you, if you don't observe the commands and decrees I've given you and go off to serve other gods and worship them, then I'll cut off Israel from the land I've given them and I will reject the temple of uh, I've consecrated for my name, Israel will then become a byword and an object of ridicule among all the peoples. This temple will become a heap of rubble. All who pass by will be appalled and will scoff and say, why has the Lord done such a thing to this land and to this temple? People will say, because they have forsaken the Lord their God who brought their ancestors out of Egypt and have embraced other gods, worshiping and serving them. That is why the Lord brought all this disaster on them. Pastor, why did you even have to read that part? We need both. We can't just live as though, God, I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I'm blessed in the city and blessed in the country. Well, are you? How do I know if I am? If those who are called by my name, if those will hear my voice and obey my commands, then that's what you are. You can start claiming. If I fulfill God's word, if I walk in God's word, if I'm trying with all my heart, as David did, 
then God is going to bless me. I should be looking to see, am I being blessed or am I, am I, is there curses following me? If there is, let's take a look at ourself. Say amen. Thank you. All right. Now, that's not the scripture that really jumped out at me. Let's go to Acts chapter 2, verse 17. It really did. I love that. I love to see that God wants to bless me. He wants me under his authority. He wants to protect me. He wants to bless me. He wants to provide for me. He wants to be my God. Acts chapter 8. This is still from June, uh, June 12th. When the apostles, this is uh, Acts uh, 8.14. When the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John to Samaria. Leave it there. Go back. When the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, what are they saying? They had been saved. They had received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Right? When the apostles heard that those in Samaria had accepted the word of God, then they sent Peter and John to Samaria. Why? Verse 15. When they arrived, they prayed for the new believers. Believers. They're already believers. They had accepted the word of God, right? And time passed by from the time that John and... Uh, who was it that was sent? Go back one scripture. John and Peter, when the apostles had heard... So they're traveling to a city, Right? Time has passed. These people had received, they were called new believers, Christians, Christ followers. When they arrived, they prayed for the new believers there that they might receive the Holy Spirit, verse 16. Because the Holy Spirit had not come on any of them. They had simply been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now, as I, as I was praying and spending some time Monday, I just felt the Lord say, it has been a while since we have talked about the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Now, I want to throw out a big warning. For those of you that have never heard the teaching of the baptism in the Holy Spirit, warning. Warning. Your life is about to be changed. And what I would ask you to do is don't just take it from me. Take it from the Word Take it from the Holy Spirit. Back, I'm going to back this up with the Word. I'm going to be a. Uh, I'm going to try to be a um, an advocate for the baptism in the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to start building a case. And at some point, you're going to have to decide: is this true or isn't it? But can you see just from the scripture that I got from June 12th? That people received Christ, new believers, baptized in John's baptism. What was John's baptism? Water. That's all they had received. They had not received the Holy Spirit yet. Now, is this, is this Scripture? Okay, I believe most of us are on the same page, but some of you, I believe this is going to be new. Great, that's why I want to do it. This is who we are. I am a Spirit-filled Christian. I am one that was saved at five and spirit-filled at 17. It does say, and I'm going to prove this, it does say that you have to have a measure of the Holy Spirit to receive Christ. Otherwise, you could never do it. 
But what we're talking about is a second experience. Was this a second experience? Just from what we read. Can everybody say yes? If you think no, listen, I'm, I'm here all week. Come sit down and talk to me. Let's break bread together. Let's study the word together. I'll give you books. And let me tell you, this is not, uh, I don't know that I want to say this. I don't want to diminish this at all. But this, this is, um, I'm not going to say it. This is not a subject worth losing your salvation over. This is just a little bit more. Do you want more? Have you been coming to church? Have you been seeking after God because you want more in your life? This is a big part of that. In Acts chapter uh, 2 verse 17, Joel Um, there was a revival prophesied that is destined to usher in the returning of Jesus Christ in the end of the age. The revival prophesied by Joel and quoted by Peter on the day of Pentecost. This is Acts chapter 2, verse 17. Um, I'm sorry, Blake. It's It's a keynote. I've got a keynote for the rest. Let me just read it to you. This is from the New King James. It says, And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and on my maidservants, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. And central to this revival is the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And one of the major responsibilities of spirit-baptized Christians is to teach and to interpret this experience to those who are concerned and interested in it. You know, it is not just for us to come to church and learn about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's for you to get charged up and get filled up and get out and reach those that are not coming to church. We should be reaching them for Christ. We should be uh, leading them into salvation and then into the fullness of the Holy Spirit. It's not always easy to explain what it is, why you need it, and how to get it. I I know what happened to me, and I can testify to it. But all I want to do, and I'm not going to really get into it tonight, is to start building Scripture. I'm going to show you five instances where it is a separate experience. I'm going to show you five instances from Scripture over the next few weeks how it is a separate experience. In Acts chapter 1, verse 4, it says, And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. A a big objection is, is that I got it when I was saved. I got everything when I was saved. 
How many of you know that when you were saved, you still had a lot to learn? You still had a lot to experience. You still have a lot to grow. Wouldn't it be nice if we walked that altar at five years old and we got everything and it was done? Wouldn't that be great? I'd like to have been taken to heaven right then. Or everything just go great the rest of my life. Nope, I had to grow. I had to learn about Christ. I, I, I prayed and Christ came into my heart, but I really didn't even know him. It started the process of me getting to know him. And I definitely didn't know the Holy Spirit. I had parents who knew the Holy Spirit. I grew up in a traditional Baptist church. But for some odd reason, we'd wind up in every spirit-filled meeting from here to wherever. To all the way to Los Angeles. I am not kidding. Dragged sometimes. Uh, you know, it's... And, you know, you may say, well, I, why? Well, lucky, I guess. Lucky. It's a miracle. The fact that any of us are sitting here right now, for what we've walked through and what we've come through, it's a miracle. Why us? And lucky's not the right word. Favored. Highly favored. And blessed. And I want you to know, if you will stick with me, if you will hang in here for the next few weeks, you're going to get a little bit more. And I can't, I can't put my finger on how, how wonderful. I can't, I, can't, I can't measure how awesome the baptism in the Holy Spirit is. I can just experience it. You may say, Pastor, do you pray in tongues? Yes, I do. Every day. We'll, we'll learn that praying in tongues is a way to communicate that only God can understand. That, that we are praying the perfect plan of God over our life. And let me tell you, I think sometimes I can pray the perfect plan. You know, I think I've got the perfect plan. God, let me pray this forth. But nope, I can pray, when I pray in my prayer language, I can pray forth the perfect plan of God. I don't know any other way to do that other than by praying in tongues. I want you to know praying in tongues is a gift. You don't have to do it. You get to do it. You don't have to. I have never been in the Walmart shopping center in the aisle and all of a sudden start shondying all over people and can't control myself. I do the speaking. The Holy Spirit speaks through me. I don't believe it's any different than that gift of anointing through your violin that starts happening. I think all of a sudden the Lord takes over and starts flowing through us. So I want to encourage you. We have been through curses. We have been through... Um, what's the... Um, blessings? What's the thing I did on... Rejection? And now it's time, now that we've kind of gotten cleaned up, we've gotten the curses out, we've gotten the rejection, we've been dealing with unforgiveness on Sunday mornings, now it's time to get filled up. Sometimes I'm tired of dealing with my stuff. <laughs> anybody else, anybody get tired of, you got something you want to say? I'm sure you can't tell it. Go ahead and forgive me now, but we have had a knockdown, drag out kind of a day. 
and we're still serving God. <laughs> and we're smiling at each other. And she brought me a fruit tea, which I haven't even had a sip of. I want to be respectful of y'all, but boy, I'm wanting a sip of that fruit tea. Car wouldn't start. You, you, mess, you mess up my schedule, and I don't handle myself well. <laughs> Nancy just gave Randy... Is that your schedule or his schedule? <laughs> Don't mess with my schedule. Car wouldn't start. Then we finally got the car fixed. And the driver's side heat, air conditioner started blowing out heat. And the passenger side started blowing out air conditioning. And I don't mean heat. I mean, it was, I couldn't touch the vents. So that just helped the day. And somewhere in there I prayed, and it started working again. Yeah. Hallelujah, you keep working in Jesus' name. But in the midst of that, I want to kind of scratch my foot on the floor. I, I didn't get through it real good. Amen. Hallelujah. If you will stick with me, for me and my walk with the Lord, this is one of the most important things of my life. It is one of the most important things of my life. And I just encourage you, just just take a chance. I'm not saying you got to go receive it. I'm not saying you got to come up and be prayed for. Just hear it out. Think if you hadn't received Christ and someone was standing before you saying, I just want you to hear this message. And that's what I would want to tell you. If you've never received your prayer language, if you've never received the baptism in the Holy Spirit, all I'm asking you to do is just hear me out. When we're done, you can decide. Same thing with salvation. You have to make that call. You have to, by faith, there, how can you explain it? How can you explain your salvation? You believe. You received Christ by your belief. By faith. That's how you receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. By faith. And what I want to ask you is, because I'm going I'm to close with this, with this little story of mine. Um, if it's of God, how could it be bad? Why reject it? If, do you think that anything God could give you could hurt you, not benefit you, isn't good for you? Um, when I was worship, the worship leader here at this church, uh, before I was pastor, I would walk around the building like I do now and read my Bible and pray and worship and kind of have my, my moments. And I read somewhere, I don't remember where it was, but it talked about being baptized in spirit and fire. Like, well, I don't remember ever getting prayed for being baptized in fire. I've been baptized in the spirit. I've never been baptized in fire. I don't really understand it, but God, I've really been learned to trust you. 
I've learned to completely trust you. I don't think you would ever, when I take you by the, when he takes me by the hand, I don't think he would ever lead me somewhere wrong, ever. God, I got complete trust for you. I'm going to ask for it now, Lord, and if I mess up, forgive me. Then I'm going to go straight to the pastor and go talk to him about it. But I've got this word. I'm going to go ahead and jump. In the name of Jesus, baptize me with fire. Amen. I walked on. That was it. But if you've got it for me, I'll take it. So I go and sit down with Pastor Matt, and I said, Pastor Matt, I don't really, I think I, think I already had it. I think it's the one and the same, but I just asked the Lord to baptize me in fire. I read it in my Bible. It said, be baptized in spirit and fire. Is there two? He said, well, no, I don't think so. I think uh, the fire and spirit are synonymous. Is that the right word? And I said, great. But I said, but if it was something else, I got it, and you don't. You know, what if you're wrong? I got it. I wouldn't ask for it. But the Holy Spirit's the same way. I will tell you, what Satan's going to try to do is try to make you intellectual and too smart for it. He's going to try to talk you out of it. People are going to come in your path in the next few weeks that you've not talked to in forever, never talked about this subject before, and try to talk you out of it. Satan is the accuser. He's going to take the truth and he's going to twist it. All I ask you to do is take the word. Ask the Holy Spirit to teach you. I want you to know the name of the Holy Spirit is the teacher. He will teach you. And I want you to know what the Holy Spirit, the role of the Holy Spirit is to say what the Father is saying to you. All right, so I just encourage you. Go on this ride with me. It's kind of like curses. I probably scared everybody to death when I said, we're going to talk about curses. But wait a minute, Jesus is the curse. You're right. But do we still not deal with curses in our life? Of course we do. So we got to battle. We all battle with me? Amen. Stand up with me and let me pray for you. Father, in Jesus' name, I just ask that, Lord, that, that my words would be my heart, that I wouldn't say one thing and do something else, but that, Lord, that I would trust you with everything that I have and that I completely trust that you would never lead us or guide us into a, into a dangerous place. You would never lead us or guide us into sin. You would never lead us or guide us into the occult. But, Lord, your word says that you would lead us and guide us into all truth. And I just submit myself tonight, Lord, to say I don't know everything and that I want to have a teachable heart. Lord, I don't know everything. But, Holy Spirit, you are the teacher, and we come under your teaching. Thank you, Lord. Now, Lord, I just ask to encourage everyone here, Lord, that you would just encourage them in their spirit to hang in here through this and to hear your word. Thank you, Father. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Hope you have a great week. We'll see you Sunday morning, 9 15 Sunday school, 1030 worship.